0: So, us welcome in Cody Work of Lockdown Broncos, who uh, knows a little something about Russell Wilson, maybe more than Tyvus, who played with Russell. So what's up, Cody? Thanks for joining us today.
1: Good morning, gentlemen. How are you?
2: Good, Cody. How are you, man? Thanks for joining us. We were just, I don't know how much you heard of our debate. We've been talking about who'd you, who would you rather have going forward, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. I'm obviously in the minority here. That I would, I'm sure most, I'm sure 95% of our fans would take Deshaun Watson.
0: 86% YouTube chat over a thousand What votes. percent?
2: 86 Yeah, I'm not surprised. I get it. And obviously everybody else on the show would take Deshaun Watson. My point is the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson to win a Super Bowl now. And Russell Wilson would give him a better chance. when well, the morning's healthy right now and, and Watson's not. I think Wilson would give him a better chance the next year or two. I don't know. What do you say? What, what's your take as a Broncos guy?
1: Well, you know, it's tough to say because I think when you look at both of these players, like in the last year, both players and the contracts, the trades that happened for them have been discussed as two of the worst trades in NFL history, considering what was given up versus what they've gotten from it. Um, You know, I think a lot of that, that was a big question for Russ coming into the season. What is he going to look like under Sean Payton? He's been decisively better so far this season he's got one of the best touchdown interception ratios right now in the nfl and uh, the big part of this team struggles early on in the season the defense was giving up ridiculous amounts of yards on the ground they're giving up a lot of points explosive plays and russ and the offense were playing you know, pick up. They're trying to catch up, and and you know when you're down by two scores, you have to get a little desperate there. And Russ's numbers have been good. He facilitated obviously that comeback drive against the Bears in Week Four there. But you know, I look at the Browns as well. Just the experience with Deshaun Watson hasn't been what they've wanted it to do. And look, I think a lot of his struggles coming in and, and his first game action with the Browns, he hadn't played football in quite some time. It's been a while, and then you factor in injuries he's never really had a chance to get his feet underneath him. So, I mean, I don't know who would be in a better situation. I think overall, Russ has been healthier than Deshaun has been. Um, you pair him up with that Browns defense right now with Miles Garrett, former Bronco Shelby Harris, and obviously those guys on the back end of that secondary they're playing really well with uh, Ward and obviously Delpit, Thornhill's there, and then obviously Jeremiah Uso-Koromoa. I mean, I think Russ would have a lot of success in the Cleveland Browns offense, but who knows i mean that's a great question uh you know i think for the fans i think the fans will definitely have their preferences to who they want but i don't know it's a, it's a <laughs> tough situation to be in because i know deshaun at one point before everything had come out about him was linked as a potential guy going to denver before everything had happened with russ so uh yeah it's crazy how uh, both these teams situations have played out
3: mm-hmm. cody you know at the right before the trade deadline there was a whole bunch of talk about the broncos selling the team they had given up probably this one of the worst most points in games the team just looked like they was going down and for some odd way they've turned it around and been able to pull off four straight wins what has led to that what are you seeing Nah,
1: no, it's been crazy if you would have asked me they were going to be one and four and all of a sudden we're sitting here they're five and five and that they would have beaten the buffalo bills the kansas city chiefs the minnesota vikings <coughs> you know who started off the season and four and they went on a five game win streak of their own i would have been like now you're crazy um, you know, I think the biggest thing for Denver, they've made some changes right after that Miami Dolphins game, you give up over 700 yards of offense in one game, you give up 70 points, you lose by 50. That's it's embarrassing. That hasn't happened in the modern era here. And at that point, you know, you have to have gut check time, you have to have some really hard conversations. And that's what Sean Payton told us. He said that he had hard conversations with players. They've made personnel changes overall. Now, a little bit of context here. When Vance Joseph was hired as the defensive coordinator this offseason, one of the things that you know he was asked to do was to run Vic Fangio's defense because that was what the Broncos' defense was running under him, under Giro Evro last year. And the defense was having a lot of success under that. So if it's not broken, don't fix it. The problem with that is you're asking a defensive coordinator who's never called that type of defense before to call the defense that he's never called so what we're now seeing, and part of the shift, is never made some personnel changes. At the nickel, they've moved Jaquan McMillan, who's forced the turnover in three straight games, for the Broncos he's been a huge surprise for them they've made some additional changes well sometimes they'll alternate between the 3-4 and the 4-3 they'll add Drew Sanders rookie linebacker alongside Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton but mainly on the defensive line where they were getting gashed they have Mike Purcell and DJ Jones starting next to Zach Allen and then you have Baron Browning and Jonathan Cooper at outside linebacker and they got rid of Randy Gregory they got rid of Frank Clark and they've made these widespread personnel changes and they're paying off and Justin Simmons obviously was missing some games early on this season due to injury He's been back. That's been part of it. So they're showing the Fangio looks, but they're calling Vance Joseph's actual defense that he has historically run. So that's been a big part of their recent success so far in the last four weeks.
4: Uh, You know, earlier in the season, Sean Payton, you know, obviously uh, got into a little bit of uh, back and forth with, uh, you know, the New York Jets and and different things like that. And probably wish he probably would have said those things. Um, How has he settled in a little bit, Um, you know, he came out and, and, and he had those splashy words to say, um, and I think that may have been a, a little bit of a distraction as well. But how has he kind of reevaluated what he, he needs to do and, and, and the temperament he needs to have with the with the Broncos that has kind of turned things around?
1: Well, after that interview had released, we we thought that was like an off-the-record conversation that somehow got published, uh, but no, it wasn't. He had a couple of lattes in him, as he had said, and, you know, he expressed regret. He said, you know, I shouldn't have said that. He said, I talk to the players all the time about – not being a distraction, not putting things out there. And here I am putting things out there and doing that. So, you know, you had to take that one on the chin. And obviously when the Jets won, that was a big win for them. But more so, it just kind of put those comments into perspective. It was a little bit of an ugly day for Denver in week five there, considering that. But, you know, I think that's something you have to live with. You make that decision, you you do something, you got to live with the consequences of it. But Sean Payton has been in complete and total control of the entire operation for what the broncos do in their day-to-day from how practice is run from media availability from everything like that uh, really it's just trying to get these guys to buy in and one thing i've talked to with various players inside the locker room they said really after those those losses and the, the early stretch of the season They had a gut check moment where they just said, you know what? It's just all about the guys in this locker room. We can't focus on what the media is saying locally or nationally. We can't focus on what the fan base is saying. We know what we can do. We know the potential that we have. And they've kind of bonded together, and they've stuck with it. And it's paid off for them, but they're going to have to find a way to sustain that. They can't do it doing the same things that they have been. Defensively, they've been better. They've been on the trajectory. But offensively, they've been really trying to get the run game going. It's going to be hard against Miles Garrett and that defensive line this upcoming Sunday.
2: It looks like, it seemed like Javante Williams is finally back to the guy he was maybe at the first half of last year before his injury, and it seems like the other guys, whether it's P. Ryan or, uh, I forget the other, McLaughlin, McLaughlin, it seems like he's fully taken, I know P. Ryan had a lot of, uh, played a lot at the end last week when he had a bunch of catches, but is he now the, you know, is he back to being the bell cow guy there?
1: Yeah, yeah, Javante is. He's fully healthy coming off the ACL, which was good. He had a quad injury early on in the season, but he's been able to kind of work his way back into it. And he he looks good. He feels good. And I think that's one of the things we're seeing him run with the physicality he ran with previously his rookie season going into his second season before he tore his ACL. And so now he's got that confidence. But, you know, Sean Payton and the Broncos, they really trust Javante and Samajé Ryan in the two-minute drill. And obviously, as we've seen, Samajé emerges, a little bit of a pass-catching threat out of the backfield because teams are really trying to take away Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy. And so when the defense does that, okay, dump it off to Samanjay Pirine, who's demonstrated elusiveness after the catch and has been a reliable guy in their last two drives that they've had against the Buffalo Bills to come back and win, and obviously this past week against the Minnesota Vikings. So it's just a little bit of balance between them. And then Jaleel McLaughlin, he's just this explosive, flash-in-the-pan guy. He's not going to get a lot of looks during a game, but when you expect him to get – you know, when he's on the field – expect him to get the football because he's so fast can get upfield north south and then he can get behind a defense if there's an open hole so he struggled the last couple of weeks though but the run game is, is the big emphasis for denver going forward and it's opening things up for russell wilson and the passing offense as well
3: cody you you got to watch the browns a little bit last week obviously with the new quarterback dtr in there you know and you got to see how that offense looked against pittsburgh you know is there anything that you saw that seems could be concerning for Denver or do you think Denver should be able to shut down this Browns offense given what he's seen last week
1: it's gonna be tough because I think the allure is when everyone talks about a rookie quarterback or a young guy like Dorian Thompson Robinson everyone's thinking like okay hey, he's a young guy that means he's not gonna you know he's gonna struggle that's not always the case right and I think for DTR he's got the capability he's an unknown right so there's a chance that you know yeah he could struggle or there's a chance that he could go out there and light it up. I mean, that's how the NFL is. We've seen it. Look at De- Tommy DeVito in New York. For the first couple of weeks, he looked awful. And all of a sudden, he lights it up this past week. So... You can never overlook anybody because of their experience in the NFL. I think one of Denver's biggest keys is to stop the run game for obviously Cleveland, obviously Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford. they got to find a way to, to stop the bleeding in the run defense where they've given up over 170 yards in the last two games. If they can try to limit a little bit of that Browns rushing offense this week and maybe try to pressure and fluster a little bit of DTR, I like the matchup of Amari Cooper versus Patrick Sertan. I think that's going to be must-see TV. you got Bama versus Bama. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than that. Denver, I think the bigger question for them defensively this week, who's going to start at safety? Is P.J. Locke going to be back now that Kareem Jackson's been suspended for four games this season? Or is it going to be Delarian Turner-Yell, who has struggled when he's been placed into the lineup? To me, that's a huge key. But I think for the Broncos, trying to get a pass rush on DTR if they are stopping the run game is probably going to be paramount for them if they want to try to come away with a victory on Sunday.
4: The thing that stands out to me um, is the fact that you know some of your numbers are you know, mid to to below um, in in terms of defensive numbers, but one number that stands out out with me and has been one big thing is the the takeaways. Um, You look at that Mm -hmm. Buffalo Bills game, um, that that game, I watched that game from start to end, um, able to get turnovers and able to win that football game. Again, with the Minnesota Vikings, able to get turnovers early on, in the game, set the tone. How have they been able to kind of, you know, get turnovers, but you know, give up some yards here and there. Is it a, is it a bend but don't break type thing with the, with the Broncos?
1: It kind of has been, Um, you know, to be honest with you, it's been crazy to see. Like, for example, if you talk about maybe like the last three weeks after that Buffalo game in three weeks, they forced 12 total takeaways in that span of three weeks against obviously you talk about the Packers, the Chiefs and the Bills. I mean, it's, it's incredible to be able to do that. And it's hard to do that. But I think guys are trusting their technique. They're in position. They're rallying to the football. Guys are holding up, you know, a ball carry on first contact. Other guys are coming over to rip the ball out. I mean, they're very disciplined in that regard. Justin Simmons has been good in terms of getting interceptions, being in the right spot. Um, Teams are going to try to throw away from Patrick Sertan a little bit. So, you know, Fabian Moreau has been a guy that was tested, had an interception on Josh Allen. Um, You know, for them, I just think that their, their decision, their effort, their pursuit to the football, it's something they work on every day in practice when we get a watch. That has stood out to them, but they've just got this energy and this confidence with one another. They have trust. They're communicating a lot more, and they weren't communicating much at the beginning of the season, and that's why we were seeing a lot of big plays. So um, I I think they've got their rhythm right now. They've got the formula that's working for them, and if they can find a way to stop the run, I think that they're going to be even better to close out the second half of the season, which makes, I think, the playoff race inside the AFC very, very interesting here down the stretch.
2: Cody, good stuff, man. We'll look forward to the game this Sunday. Check out Cody Locked On Broncos podcast. We appreciate the time, man. Take care. Have a nice week, weekend.
1: Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.
2: Thank Thanks, you. Uh,
0: Mikey, let's go to you before we talk some Cavs. Let's do it, guys. As you guys know, after the game each Sunday, really at the two minute warning each Sunday, myself, G Bush, and our other Pearl are there for a two minute warning show. No, and guess no, what?
2: No. At the two minute warning, you and and Anthony are there. Fair.
0: G and Earl, true.
2: they need more time because they're losing their minds. Yes. Deservedly yes. so. I, I was
4: I, but I was there. I was there kind of at two minutes this time. Oh,
2: you were? G was G was there this week, yeah. We were there this That's week. That's impressive considering how stressful the end of the game was. Yes. It, yeah, yeah. I did
0: my best to keep a poker face. I oh was watching God. the well, I was watching the Jumbotron, and right? He was watching because our TVs were actually synced up. Yep. But I was watching oh. the Jumbotron, which is a minute and a half ahead of TV. So I did my best. No, it's not. Yeah, a, it is. It's not a minute and a half. Wait, you, is that your game? No, but I can see the Jumbotron from my apartment. Oh.
4: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. He, so, so when I got on. You can on, hear he the crowd, like, too. It's pretty cool. I, yeah. He was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my best poker face because he, they were kicking the field goal right yeah. at the end. And <laughs> so I, he was like, I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen. But there is a flag down. But that
0: flag does not necessarily mean it's a bad thing. (laughs) It's tough. It's tough, but we have fun. It is the number one postgame show in all of Cleveland, and we go for about an hour, hour and a half. Each time we read Super Chats, we do the whole nine yards, talk about everything that needs to be discussed in the aftermath, and no one's better at doing it than G and Earl, and I just play point guard. So appreciate those guys. Tune in if you haven't checked it out, and we appreciate y'all. Last night, Bull, I'm glad that we're all here today because all of our eyes, everyone here, everyone watching at home, if you turn on to the Cavaliers game last night, you may need, like, a 48-hour rest from any screen because of how ugly the 76ers' court was. Oh, my was. God. Thank goodness the Cavs worst. were able to pull it out. Craig Porter Jr. Mm. played a massive game. And if you want to pull up the game montage, uh, Steve, which nationally, is number I got to say, the Cavs need more
3: nationally I, televised I got to
0: say, like, yeah, because it's the only time I can watch them. Exactly.
2: Because, <laughs> uh, like, don't have the stupid ba- Ballys app. And I said I wasn't going to watch the Cavs in the regular season this year. <laughs> oh. I did watch some of yesterday's Hypocrit- game hypocrite. I did. I lied. I watched some of it, but I could barely watch because that this whole thing. First of all, the, the courts a disgrace. I, I kind of like it. You like it. I hate it. I, and then as soon as they started talking about, well, the Cavs are in group B and blah, blah, blah. I, I, I don't I'm know what none of all. that means. I don't give a rat's ass about any of that. It's so dumb. It's just,
4: it's just regular season games that they put emphasis on that don't really mean that Do much? the players care. Five hundred thousand dollars?
3: No, so some most of
4: them
2: do not. I mean, it's just a regular season game with different courts. You think LeBron gives a crap about these stupid tournaments? Well, they need to start putting in people like Imani Bates, who I mean, look at that, who will go
3: kill somebody for five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, this should be. Probably
4: would. Yeah, this should be. putting Imani Bates and, them boys and I bet you the
2: boys in there. They should put all well, the G League. That's what they should do. Hold on,
0: hold on. They did yeah. put in Craig Porter Jr. yesterday, and, and that's where I wanted to go with this. Steve, yeah. you could drop the court. I don't want to kill everyone's Nobody eyes who's watching the friend. show. But Craig Porter Jr. <laughs> Craig, Craig Porter Jr. Yeah. has not just been a summer league sensation. Yeah. He's come in and he gets 50 games as part of a two-way contract before the Cavs have to sign him off the G League to a yeah. full one-way NBA contract. He's making a push to not just play legitimate regular season minutes, and it's still really, think, playoff rotations yet, but he brings God. an element to the Cavs that they don't have elsewhere. And what Cavs? he's done in three games. Mike, first, is he
2: the Cavs' Jeremy Lin?
0: No. No, because Jeremy Lin, what he did, as fun as was, Sanity was, yeah. that. you could see long-term it wasn't sustainable. What Craig Porter Jr. does... A six-foot does, guy who can't shoot, you see something? But it's not like he's making shots. Right now, he's getting to the rim and doing what he's always okay. done, which is why I do think what he is do- he's doing is sustainable. Two things that stand out. One, he's the only guy in on the perimeter that even gives it half-ass effort on defense, which the Cavs desperately need. And two, he's a tenacious attacker of the rim and he's not just looking for a shot and some guys and G, you know this all they want to do is get to the rim put up a shot pray it goes in he drives and he's actually looking a dish and last night the game-winning bucket which was a jared allen floater mm-hmm. came off a reversal to craig porter jr with about six seconds on the shot clock he attacks Embiid, makes him Embi- and make a decision and beat steps up dumps it to allen for the game-winning shot and he's made a couple decisions in crunch time not just up 30 against the Nuggets in the fourth quarter with eight minutes left. I'm talking a tie game of overtime yesterday where it really makes you think this dude could legitimately ball, and it's not just a mirage from early season, regular season play. He can really play. But, but G, you-
2: what about when when teams actually play in the playoffs? Well, well he be able to get, get those hoops in the well, basket? Well,
3: McNuggets was just saying what I was saying It was that yeah. they should get rid of Donovan Mitchell because Craig Porter Jr. is here.
2: That's not what I was it's
3: what, he, it's what he was allude to.
2: I think he was. I'm
3: with
4: you. <laughs> hey, stop playing it's what he said. Stop. Stop. you didn't Did hear he that. The trade That's back what and he, you can do it right stop. now. No. <laughs> no, I'm not taking the trade back. Here's the thing. <laughs> what you said with Craig Porter Jr. is one yeah. of the things that, that I look at when I'll be watching basketball. Your job in the NBA is to continually be developing guys. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people want to get these big threes together and they want to just and say keep it as is and, and let's just get the big three with about five or six old guys to, to mm-hmm. round out the roster. Right, right, right. That's not how you win,
2: especially it, for the ca- team. like can No, that can't attract big free
4: agents. Yeah. You need to get guys and develop them like this guy. So he like you, I, I'll give it an example. He Fred li- Van Vliet,
3: he likes skin. Fred
4: Van Vliet was a, a big part <laughs> of what the Toronto <laughs> Raptors wanted to do. <laughs> they got Pascal Siakam, which they developed. They got they went out and got Kawhi Leonard. They had Valanciunas, right? They well, went out at,
2: and look at the Heat last year.
4: The Heat were able to do some of those yeah. things too, and they're developing their guys. My thing is, this these are perfect games to be playing young guys. Mm-hmm. And this is a note to you, JB. If you got guys injured and you got Kyrie Irving out, you got Donovan Mitchell out, you got uh, uh, Isaac Okoro who's been out, Ricky Rubio <laughs> probably not coming back. This is your opportunity to be. Play. Yeah, he's still there. That boy's stealing. You should be. You <laughs> should be playing young guys. We don't want to see Dean Wade. Mm. Dean the, Wade didn't score. A buck, in
2: fairness, it? though, they've beaten the last two MVPs in back-to-back games. I, I, be, and, and guess what? In, in
4: one of the games, Porter had 21 points. Yeah, like that's that, that boy looked like Timo Cruz. Did that, Monty
3: Bates Carter. play
0: any minutes yesterday? Uh, double check. Do not believe. No, he, he played DMP. yesterday.
3: DMP. Yeah, D- he didn't play. It, it, it's, he it's like,
0: like here's the thing. You you know what
4: Dean Wade is going to give you, and you know he's not going he's not going to be able to give you that Jesus that them buckets in the playoffs. I don't know why they signed him to a long term deal. Who Dean Wade? <laughs> wait Dean wait, Wade? wait wait! What's his deal? He's he got talking he, money. He, he's thirty two million dollars.
0: <laughs> why? I don't think it was that much. I'll it it yeah, look up in one second. Yeah, look that up. I will. In yesterday's game, the Cavs won by three, right, Bull? Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is not a perfect stat for your impact on the game. Teams get yeah. hot, whatnot. But box score plus minus. Gives you at least an idea of when a team was at a best in a certain game. Yeah. I'm going to go through every player who played yesterday and their plus minus for the Cavs. You ready? Yeah. Dean Wade, minus 12. Mm. Mobley, minus 4. Allen, minus 6. Garland, plus 4. Struce, minus 4. Niang, plus 12. Thompson, plus 4. Craig Porter Jr., plus 21 in 27 minutes. When he's on the court, and part of it's due to his defensive effort. They're much better defensively when he's out there prohibiting yeah. a guy like Tyrese Maxey, who's really good at attacking, which forces Alan Mobley to step up. Garland, bless his soul, <coughs> is not a defensive threat whatsoever. He's yeah. kind of an OLA guy. He plays defense, and he makes a smart basketball play. And I know he's a smaller guy. He's yeah. not a great shooter. Well, At the end of the day, you, if you give me enough guys what are you make the right in? basketball play, who do I what? What are you you lob- to, do
2: you to keep serious minutes when guys come back? Oh, I,
0: yeah. yeah, he's
2: earned yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Mean, I'm not saying he's going to
0: start. I just think he's a guy that – you came into this season thinking he's probably going to play 20 games, spend most of his time in the G League, and he's carved out a role with Ricky Rubio, not expected to be back.
4: Yeah.
3: He should come off. He, he deserves to play. He should be the backup point guard that comes in the game whenever they're going up against a good point guard that can score. He should be the one that comes in off the bench and spares the starting point guard because yeah. obviously D.G. is not great at defense. Dean
0: him. Wade's contract, three years, $19 million. Uh, still bad. I don't know why. I mean, he's.
2: <laughs> couldn't you get a guy off the street can, that can do what Dean Wade does? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I bet you're in, in Rucker Park in New God, York right Wait now, a minute. You there's know, 20 guys that can play better than Dean Wade. Wait a minute. I man. guarantee, it. It, it, uh, straight guarantee off the, it.
3: Straight off the street. Basketball is a, is a heck of a skill. Like, you can't just yeah. come in there and no, just No, I'm think. not talking
2: about guys like me. I'm talking <laughs> okay. about guys at the big parks. Okay. In, say in Harlem and, and the Bronx. It's still different. It's still
4: different. All those guys could I think is, it's still different. This let, guy me, let, me, diff- let me not disrespect him. I'm about to say, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll, yeah. say yeah. he's six, like, he, he, he about, how about, he's, is Dean wayne about six, nine? Something, he, he plays like six, eight, six, eight, six, nine, yeah. Yeah, six, six, nine, he can hit a three-point shot. But here's my thing. You should be getting guys, you should be developing. And this is the problem six, I nine. see with J.B. Bickerstaff. He's, you know, you can say I'm trying to win and I'm going, I'm going, you know, all with the veterans and doing. Bro, only way you saving what you're trying to do is you play these young kids and you go to them and say, look, I didn't develop Monty Bates. I didn't develop Porter Jr. I didn't develop these guys. These guys are in my rotation because you've already, you know what Tristan Thompson is. You know what Isaac Okoro is. You know what Dean Wade is. Like, come on, let's be clear. And you cannot play. And his rotations, McNuggets, I saw another day, he had Niang, Struz, Dean Wade, and, uh, and Garland in the game at the same time. I said, bro, what? that that lead went from 17 to about 6
2: in <laughs> a heartbeat. Let's, not a good defensive <laughs> lineup. Let's face it, G. Uh, <laughs> the Cavs have always been bad at, at developing guys that were lower draft picks Facts. or free agents. They've never been good at it. They are one lot. The Cavs are a lottery ball away from being one of the worst franchises in the history of sports. Dang. If they didn't get LeBron, they would never have won anything. This franchise has done zilch That's when they haven't had LeBron. I think they have two playoff series wins, <laughs> maybe three, in the history of the franchise without LeBron. They've never done anything. They had a nice team with Price and Daugherty, but those guys didn't. They were it was a nice team. But they didn't do anything. I think they won one series, maybe two, in they, their whole time. Together. They lost
3: to Jordan.
2: Whatever. <laughs> I, 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 you know, a I, lot of other guys lost to The Pistons I, lost to Jordan. The, the I, Celtics I, lost to Jordan, but they also beat Jordan. There, Let's there, go. There's a there's a, a, no, this organization. No, I can't believe you go sit there. And, and, and they beat
3: Jordan what one time? Who? The Pistons. I don't know how many times. Whoa, whoa, they beat him, whoa, whoa, but whoa, I, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. They have real once, quick. I, I just did the math. They have four. Twice. The Cavs have four playoff series wins without without LeBron LeBron. four in how many years 50 (laughs) since
2: 1971 and so So 40 something years without LeBron They average one playoff series win every decade (laughs) without LeBron
4: McNuggets, this what got me. This is what got me. (laughs) I I didn't I did. This is what I didn't like at all. I just didn't like some of the OGs in the whole organization. Like preaching to us that like fifty wins was something. No. Yeah. They kept like I, I was just like, and they was adamant. It was like they got they got. They, it was adamant. They, they act like the 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 organization gave them their written notes and handed it in and said, "This is what you say when you ask about the Knicks." And for me, I was like, guys, we just had LeBron James. Yeah. Guys, we went to four straight finals. Yeah. Let's not act like we're organization without training wheels. Like, let, let's act like we want to be competitive. And, and people talk, well, 51 wins means something. No, it don't. Because nobody
2: else is playing in the regular season.
4: No, no, one, no if you go, mm-hmm. ask LeBron James what 51 wins
2: means. <laughs> 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 you, you don't care about that. that. None of the good players do. You just need
3: to
4: get to the dance. And so for me, I just, you know, we are, I mean, I'll be watching, <coughs> man, we got, I mean, these guys be laughing. They are the nicest, nicest group of guys I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. They, they might even be
2: nice to home invaders. Is Evan Come Mobley, on, mate, the, has, the, now the that jewelry, we're what? what are you, How we're, many games in are
0: we, Mike? The Cavs 14. Are, yeah, eight and six, so 14 games Okay, in. so now that
2: we're almost at the quarter pole of the season, we're at the 20% mark of the season, has Evan Mobley taken any steps forward since last year? No. Yes.
0: No, that's not true. He has, but it's it's baby steps. Uh, and we expected, especially step. in year three, if this guy was going to be the cornerstone part of your franchise that you yeah. thought he could be, you needed to see more from where he was last Are year you? to where yeah. he is this is year. Is that
3: on him or is that on JB?
0: It's on him. Hey, listen, great Let's, players, yeah. and then then you go bull. But great yeah. players, if you make the step necessary, you will find the ball. The ball will find you. He just is too inconsistent and in too passive. Did
2: you – Think Mobley was going to be great coming out of college. I, did. I loved you him. You did, even before you loved be moved him. to Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. So compared to where you thought he'd be, or be by now, how far behind is where he, is he behind where you thought
0: he'd be when he first came into the league? Pretty. Listen, he's a good defensive player. You thought he be? Did you think he'd be an All Star by now? I thought he'd be in the conversation to be an All Star, and he's not now, in the conversation. Look, now,
4: notice what McNugget said. Yeah, he said he's a good defensive player. He has to be elite to justify. He's not elite on defense. He's a
0: very good defense. He's a good defensive player. I think he's still got room to grow, but he's a good defensive player. But offensively. You
2: notice he didn't say
3: great. No. And that's he because wasn't he, when it not. That's because he's this not. This team
0: played great
2: defense in the regular season last if year. If he
3: was elite, he would have to be uh, be able to play center without Jared Allen. That's and still holding the paint Ooh, now. Everything right outside, He could do everything else Diving. but that.
0: Here's the thing with Evan Mobley, and I cannot stress this enough. He is an elite help defender, an elite help defender. Come on, McDaniel. He this. is not an elite point of attack defender. Well, that I means, score at will at him on the rim. And that, does you.
2: that go back to what you were saying that it's soft. <laughs> that soft, or means, that he's soft? Well, he yeah,
4: if, if there was one thing, look, you got to think about. It. We was talking about whether he was Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, all that stuff. When you talk about KG, KG was the spear. He was the tip of the spear defensively. He he created the the the, the lockdown badge. Like that was part of what he did. If you just being he, a help side defender, he talk you out that your ju- game. That just means you non be awesome. while you good? In, you good? <laughs> You good and you can't man nobody up. You just
3: oh, all no, cover no, two, lockdown. Namdi, Namdi was. That's a, a
0: great Paul G. No, great it pull. no, it wasn't.
3: No, it wasn't because Namdi, Namdi was terrible in zone. Well, Namdi was
2: great in man to man. Before but the first five. Way better yards. than your Deshaun Watson, Kevin Love comparison. That's the same. Thing. That was a terrible comparison. Was but Tyus,
0: Tyus, <laughs> you've played pickup before, and, <laughs> and G, I know you have ball. I'm not sure if you've. Oh, I'm oh, a lockdown defender. I've never played pickup basketball in my life. Not what it matters. I'm a
2: lock. like, what does
0: that mean? Not what it matters you played pickup basketball. <laughs> you when to I tore my down.
2: Achilles 12 years ago.
0: Okay. Okay, sorry. Boy. It doesn't I, matter? I, I apologize. Why does that not matter? I'm well, a lock. i I guess my point is... I'm you, a lock. Well, you've been in a game, and this is any level of basketball. Yeah. And let's say you're picking teams, right, G? Yeah. yeah. And someone's the fourth pick. They start making shots. Eventually, you just start feeding them the ball naturally because you know they... They love go, something. yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you have Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Tyrese Matt, you, you name any of the guards. If they trust the big man to throw the ball and he's going to be able to get a bucket, the ball goes to the big man. Get I'm that. telling you. That is true, big man. And I've watched 14 games. <laughs> yeah. I've watched last season. You can tell me they don't try to centralize the offense around him enough. They run too much pick and roll. All that's probably true. But I've played enough basketball in my life to know that if a player is good enough where the guys trust him to do something with it, He's going to get the ball. The only players they don't pass the ball to are guys you don't trust to do anything with right, right. it. And two, we've had enough of a sample size now to where I just don't think the guards or the coaching staff trust in Evan Mobley to do a damn thing when he gets the ball unless it's dunk. Two things
2: that, real quick, guys, and then I we want, go to your, Ohio State. want your opinion on them. want your opinion on them. We're going to switch to Ohio State. Go we'll have to talk about these longer next time. Go Bucks. Yeah. And I fully admit, because I'm not a phony like a lot of people in this business, that I am not an NBA authority. I don't watch a lot of NBA. This is a novice opinion. All right, I'm keeping it real. All right, we're number keeping one, it real. Number one, this Cavs team has zero shot of doing anything in the playoffs. Jeez, they're soft. They don't <laughs> play defense when it matters. They're too small at, at guard. They, they don't have enough good shooters. I, I don't think they're anything. I, I don't. I think they're gonna lose even if they make it. They'll <laughs> lose their, they're not winning around. And I hate that, to, you know what? That's a fair. That's, a, I that's to fair to assume that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and number two, and I'm, uh, I'll, I'll rip myself too because I thought it was brilliant at the time. But if I could take the Donovan Mitchell trade back now, if I could reverse it right now, I would absolutely do it because Markkinen is probably just as good a player as Donovan Mitchell, right? Is he, or am I crazy?
0: Mitchell's one step higher. Look. But he's close
2: enough that you would have. <laughs> Other assets and other draft picks, and he might fit better on this team. No, I mean the three, the three, well, I, big, the three big lineup is devastating.
4: I would you say seven footers.
3: I would say that it would be successful because. D- Darius Garland would have never been in that situation where he's trying to figure out what he needed yeah. to do. Like he, he would be, going, you're the point guard no matter what. Darius Garland's star was on the rise. It was and it leveled off because it did. of this, I think. Yes, it did.
2: And and, and, well, I, and I'm not an authority. And, and last and night,
3: he no Donovan Mitchell, he dropped well.
4: what he dropped, 32?
3: 32, yes,
0: sir. Yeah. And they
4: don't and they don't have a coach that could understand okay, well, I have some deficiencies on my team. Let me work on my rotations. Let me make sure that this guy and this guy is on the floor together. Let me develop a guy. I mean, listen, if you got a dude that's an elite, that's long as an elite shot maker that could take difficult shots and make them. I'm going to have to play that guy over playing these regular guys that when people are hurt, I can understand if you got your whole thing <coughs> right. But I, I just don't think, and then here's the thing too. No yeah. offense. No offense, Mikey, they run no sets. That you can't tell me. You talk about Stefanski, I don't know what they are running. They JB just sits there with his arms crossed and he he
0: look r- pace back and forth. It's all variations of different pick and rolls. That's um, it. It's just it's different variations, different ways to get into it. But we're gonna spend way more time on the Cavs yeah. coming up. We got to talk a little Ohio State here and Jay Stevens today is brought to us by PCC Air Force. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PC Air Force in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Ohio State, Michigan this weekend, and that means Jay Stevens is here to help us preview the big game. What's up, Jay? What's up,
2: guys? Happy to be back. Jay, good to have you. I've already riled up Browns fans with the whole (laughs) Russell Wilson Watson thing, which will be spun out of control. I've already riled up Cavs fans. I'm sure Earl's going to be losing his mind over what I just said about Donovan Mitchell. And let's make it three for three. Ohio State better win this freaking game, or I'm firing Ryan Day's ass. I don't care about any other games. This is the only game that matters. He could beat Purdue and Indiana and Illinois till the cows come home. They don't matter. Everybody, they're they're coming off bad right now. I mean, Michigan obviously comes off bad because they're cheaters. But, like, they they blasted them for cheating. Good. Michigan's a bunch of cheaters. Screw them. Screw Harbaugh. Now they got to beat them. There's no excuse. They got to beat them. They got to kick their ass or everybody's going to pick on them. And Ryan Day and his rosy cheeks get fired the hell out of here. That's it. I don't want to hear it, Jay. Fire his ass if they lose this game.
5: You know, Bull, I didn't know you were applying to be the new AD at Ohio State with G Smith retiring, so that's, that's news me. to me as well. But this game to me, man, it's it's big. It's big no matter what. But like if you want to look at Ryan Day first, you don't want to be the coach at Ohio State who loses three in a row. Like you don't nope. want that to be on your resume. I wouldn't say fire him. But definitely, there may be some conversations about what does Ohio State need to change to win this game? I don't know if firing Ryan Day is the answer if Ohio State is only <laughs> losing it of this contest.
3: <coughs> he ain't getting fired. He got the number two recruiting <laughs> class.
2: They're not fired. What does that mean? If they can't beat Michigan, who cares? But you can recruit well.
0: Jimbo I, Fisher just got fired with $76 million. And by dollars the, contract. the way, they his 55-6 record.
2: Yeah, five- like five years ago. Dude, two years ago. You could hire right now Tyvus to be head coach of Ohio State, G Bush to be DC, <laughs> Earl could <can> be <laughs> offensive coordinator, I'll be the special teams coach. Mike will be the ball boy. And I'm straight in st-
0: conditioning. Steve Steve's will the ball be boy. Uh,
2: will be the ball I don't know. He's Anthony Vegeta. will be the ball boy, and Steve will be the team doctor, and Ohio State of those sixty one games would still win. Fifty two. <laughs> That's not <laughs> kind of right. First of all, first of I all had all no right idea crazy. you were that kind of coach.
4: Just run this play right first here. First
3: of all, and we if I'm the head coach, we go win every game. I'm dead. This. <laughs> okay, so,
5: I like right I like that confidence we, right we, there. I yeah, love we, that. Yeah.
3: We go in every all right, Jay. Go into this game. Obviously, you know, Ohio State's been dinged up at some positions. Do you know the availability? Do will they be at full strength or will they miss some key guys? What do you know?
5: I do believe that Ryan Day recently said that everyone's available on defense except for Latham Ransom, even Devin Brown, the backup quarterback, who got a little bit of run in short yardage situations earlier in the season. He is practicing more this week. So looks like everybody's healthy. We knew earlier this week um, Mike Hall came out and said he's playing. We found out last week that Tommy Eikenberg could have played in the game against Minnesota, but Ryan Day held him out. But having everybody back except Latham Ransom Ransom, is huge. Of course, if you have Latham Ransom out there, that's a game changer when he's out there playing safety. But health is key for this game. The Buckeyes have had injuries to key players. Ransom being out, Mike Hall. Uh, Tyleek Williams has been dinged up a little bit, but still out there on the field. Denzel Burke has missed time. Henderson's missed time. Mayan Williams is, is out for the season. Abuka as well. They've had injuries to key guys this year, and it's good to see you're, you're almost at full strength, almost. One key guy is out, one guy out, I believe, in the biggest game of the year. Uh, Jay
4: Ben, I if here's the here's why I come I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> y- y'all two is sick. Hey, We're let's have it, man. Let's, I'm, I'm, of, here yeah. I'm here for I'm so here for last year we talked about it, man. We know what <laughs> yeah. missions is going we already know what missions is gonna do. They're gonna line up with them real tight splits. With Mm -hmm. all the fat boys in the world up front, Mm -hmm. aggressive fat boys, and they're gonna put hands on you, and you gonna have to stop it. So, I I mean, I'm looking at the defensive. Listen, I I like what the what 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 the ends do. JTT is okay. Uh, Tybus. uh, that's his man. I I know JTT. He's more. (laughs) I don't know if he's completely explosive. (laughs) He's my man. He's (laughs) his guy, but I, I I need to see something. As far as an impact defensive tackle, I haven't seen one at Ohio State in years. Mm. Give me one of them big nasty dudes from down south. Who, I'm looking at the guys that you say in in the middle, D tackles. <laughs> you can't, hey, we, we can't run the ball against them. That's I haven't seen that in a minute. So I want to see if they understand what it, what this game talking about up front Fair because enough. we know what they're gonna do. Are they gonna be able to stop them?
5: You know, this is the first time that I have heard anybody just describe JTT as just okay. I, I know, G, you're a good, you're a good evaluator of football, but just saying he's okay, I'm not. I wasn't expecting that. But still, one thing I am expecting though around. is that Ohio State's interior front is going to be able to slow down Michigan's rush attack. And I'm not saying completely stop it, where they're only giving up one and a half yards per carry but I do think they'll be able to slow it down and really mess up the offensive plan that Michigan has. Tyleek Williams, having my call back is huge, but also Ty Hamilton's been playing good football on the interior, especially against the run. So you got JTT. Jack Sawyer's coming off a phenomenal game a week ago against Minnesota, so he's riding high. But also, there's I'm curious to see, you talk about those tight splits and all the fat boys that are going to be out there. I am going to be curious to see how much Cody Simon plays in this game at linebacker because he's been playing very well. Got to start a week ago with Eichenberg being out. You got Eichenberg back. You got Chambers. But I wonder, do they do a four-three look or is it Simon coming in in situational um, different periods on the on the during the game, saying, "Hey, Simon, come in; Chambers come out" or vice versa? Um, I'm curious there, and I'm also curious, do they find a way to bring Sonny Styles closer to the line of scrimmage? even with Ransom out of the game. So I do believe that Ohio State can slow down Michigan's rush attack. Um, But once again, I got to go back to that comment I made earlier. Just describing JTT as okay. Well, let me give you this. Let me give you this.
4: 2021, two and a half sacks. 2022, (laughs) three and a half (laughs) sacks. He put another half sack on. He got four sacks. He's four <laughs> whole
5: sacks. So I what do he do against the run, though? What hey, did he hey, do listen, against the I run? Mean, he got, I, a, I he got a, sack he, numbers.
4: He got a lot of. T- he got thirty total tackles. He got he, you know eleven solos. Like, but I, I, you know, he get paid. This, this is the, this is for the, the land of the bosses. This is, this is sack master. You, we gotta have more. Uh, we gotta have more play. And by the way, he, I'm looking into competition. He's playing. He's supposed to dominate. He's supposed. To, you got Rutgers, Michigan State, Minnesota,
1: Wisconsin. Bum, ain't bum, no good. Bum,
4: bum. I, I need to see them plays. I need to see pressure on the quarterback and getting the ball football out. He Tybus told me he was a top ten pick. He said he was top fifteen. I said okay. You I got check you check the mock draft.
5: I, I did. Hey, I, I, I mean Tybus ain't lying to you. He's
4: I, giving you the right information. I, I just need to see more production from a guy like that, man. I need to see that.
3: Speaking of production, uh, Kyle McCord, what do you think? What's mm-hmm. your, you know, obviously it's his first year starting. He's had some up and down games this year. Obviously, as great as CJ was, he never got it done. Can Kyle McCord do
5: something CJ Stroud could not? Can he? Yes, I do believe the answer to that off the top is yes, he can get it done. And I do believe it's not just because Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be on the field. He gets Emeka Abuka back and healthier than he's been over the past few weeks. And we have seen what those two players have done together and the connection that they have on the field and the chemistry that they have built through practices in the offseason and this year during games. I think back to that Notre Dame game. Who got them down to the one-yard line? A Kyle McCord throw to Emeka Abuka in traffic. Emeka Abuka caught the ball held on to the ball, didn't lose it. Next thing you know, Chip Trainum's going across the goal line for a touchdown, the game-winning touchdown at the end of that game. So, yeah, I do believe, Tyvus, that he can get it done. He's been getting better, a lot better over the past few weeks. He's had some setbacks, first year being QB1, but that's expected at times. But the numbers up there were one, uh, I think he has, what, 2,800 passing yards, uh, four total inter- four interceptions on the season. Don't know the touchdown total, but he's done good things when he's out there on the field. No, he is not Stroud. No, he's not Justin Fields, not Dwayne Haskins. He's Kyle McCord. He is his own style of quarterback. And ultimately, I do believe him being himself and playing the type of ball that he is preparing to play is good enough for to lead Ohio State to the victory on Saturday. Is there any chance if he, like that
2: his relationship with Marvin Harrison, the fact that they're so close played a factor into why he's the starter here. Dang, that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> right, right.
5: We're going back to stuff that I heard back in, like, yeah. April and May and even in February. Yeah. Um, I may, no, uh, I think he won the job. Like, I literally okay. think he won the job outright. Even the quarterback competition went right. into the season. Even though he started those two games, Devin Brown had a shot to win the quarterback competition didn't happen. Yeah. So no, I'm not gonna go down but, that storyline.
2: Really tight, right? They're really, really close friends. Oh yeah, Andrew. they yeah.
4: were playing with each other in Listen, yeah. yeah, I'll give i give him credit. I I said he was trash. Oh, he before the season. Before I called Kyle before trash He's not trash. He's not.
5: Like he he he's uh. Hold on, hold on. So this is, so he, he's not trash. But JTT's okay. What's your true thought or opinion analysis of Kyle McCord? If he's not trash, but JTT just got well. well here's okay. the thing:
4: be- be- because Kyle McCord, after the spring game, had such a low bar, <laughs> I was like, mm, if they don't, if they want to play that guy, they're, they're not going to be able to get where they need to go. Okay, he's shown me some stuff. He's made some throws. I thought he played really yeah. well against Notre Dame down the back, back stretch. I thought he's made some throws. I think he's he's done his job and I do think that he's given Marvin Harrison an opportunity to make certain plays. See, I like to spoon feed people. Like, he he, he was trying to spread it around and get it. Stover's had a good year too. But here's the thing. I need you to spoon feed Marvin Williams and Marvin Harrison. Yeah. So he basically spoon fed him. He's getting them more involved. Um, so, but he's gonna have to make about three to four big time throws to keep Michigan all honest. And if he can make three to four big time throws, they can win this football game. The best guy that Travion, Travion, Henderson is, is, is basically what I'm, I believe they should be running the rock. He's easy. He's healthy as he's been in a long time. Mm-hmm. He's been running the ball really well, running strong. He has that burst back. So I think you work off that, the play action and, and hit Marvin Harrison Jr. You ready to go?
5: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm there with you. You gotta run the ball. Ryan Day knows that he's been talking about the emphasis on running the ball as well. So I think that's a part of their game plan. And I've also, so when Henderson was healthy and cleared to play and got the starting, um say starting job, didn't ever lose it. He just was unhealthy. Yeah. When he came back on the field, he was a lone guy after running the ball. It wasn't a really a true two back system. Or even a three-back system. It was Henderson is the guy. He's going to be our our guy to run the ball 20 plus times, multiple games in a row in the middle of the regular season. And I'm like, maybe Ryan Day is preparing Henderson not just for not just to see if, if how healthy he is, but preparing him for the long stretch leading into the playoffs, where Ryan Day generally at times leans on one running back to get the job done. 2019, J.K. Dobbins. 2020. Trey Sermon, you're Ryan Day wants to lean on one guy, and we're seeing Henderson, a fully healthy Henderson, play the best ball that he's played at Ohio State, and I saw some numbers past four or five games he's had, numbers are stupid, I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's just doing some insane things on the football field, but he's healthy, but also it's not just his health, he's grown as a football player, and some of the things that he was not doing well, he is now doing those very well, so he's growing, but Health for him is key, but more important than his health is just his growth as a running back and as a college football player. I think he needs to have 100 to 125 rushing yards in this game for Ohio State to have a shot to win the game. Now, you may want to say, Jay, needs to have 150 or 160. Great, great. I understand why you may say that, but I think 100 to 125 rushing yards in this game for Henderson puts Ohio State in a realistic spot and gives him a chance to win the contest.
3: Jay, two things what's your prediction what's your final prediction for the score
5: and how does marvin harrison win the Heisman? so let's do the first the second one first and i'll definitely i got a score in my head i had it in there for a couple days for him to win the heisman i'm thinking you got to probably have 12 to 15 catches 250 300 receiving yards four touchdowns i mean like because he's a receiver and you gotta have that type of big-time game here at this point in the season. If he had, say, 16 or 17 catches, I mean, touchdowns right now and 1,400 receiving yards or 1,500 receiving yards with 80 catches, it'd be different. He's, I can think, over 1,000 receiving yards, 62 receptions. He's going to have to have, like, a stupid, enormous, monstrous game for that to happen. I don't think it's in the cards. I don't think Ryan Day is going to want to call his number that many times because I don't think they need to. But for the score prediction, Tyvis, I got Ohio State winning. Um, if you ask us a couple weeks ago, I would have had Ohio State losing this game. But I think my belief in this team, I said it going into Notre Dame. I said it going into Penn State. I've said it all year. I believe in this defense. I believe in what these guys have done all season long on the football field. And JTT, Jack Sawyer, Tommy Eichenberg, Denzel Burke, all the guys on defense, they have been playing phenomenal, phenomenal football. So I believe in the defense, and I believe that they will get the job done. Also, offensively, this is a chance for the Buckeyes offense, fully healthy. Abuka's back, Harrison Jr.'s back to do some phenomenal things as well. I don't think they'll score over twenty-four points. I got Ohio State winning twenty-four to ten. Michigan fans, you'll wow. hate that. Ohio State fans, you'll love that. But I believe in this defense, and I believe in in such believe in it in such a way that I believe that they will give Michigan fits all afternoon long. Jay, good stuff, man. Enjoy the game. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Happy
2: Thanksgiving, guys. Appreciate it. Mike, are we doing more Ohio State in overtime or no? Because otherwise we, uh, we should just predict the game ourselves.
0: <coughs> We're going to predict it on Friday. Oh, that's true. We double, still got Friday. Yeah, we do a little double show. Real quick, have you heard about Marvin Harrison
2: Jr.'s brother? Supposedly even better than even him. Even better, just yeah. That's what he said. What I don't understand. First of all, uh, Jet is the yeah. How? They're saying he was at his age he was better than Marvin, Her- is Marvin
3: now. Harrison Jr. Or Marvin said, was at said his Said that his little brother Jet is yeah. going to be way. By the way, there.
2: how his brother's already 19 and he's only a junior in high school. Ooh. According to this, he's a no, junior. He
0: can't be 19 and a junior in high school.
2: I'm reading this article here. It says his birthday was June 4th, which same birthday as me. They so got Canada, COVID here. Mm. Uh, 2004. Unless that's a mistake. Says he's a junior at St. Joseph's Prepar- that's crazy. Preparatory Cass School, was born. which it means was he's not going to graduate now. till he's 21. That's crazy.
0: Uh, I, I haven't heard that. I mean, I, Maybe that's true. a mistake. Maybe they got Wild the wrong year. Thing that,
2: I've never heard. Is he going to
3: Ohio State? Do we know yet? Uh, he, we haven't made a decision. They haven't okay. made a decision.
0: What you
4: going to
3: do about that
2: tibers? Yeah, yeah, let's working go with, collective. Go collective with him? Did no. you be collecting him?
3: I got it. right now. I am i I'm an analyst on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Oh,
4: okay. Oh, okay. I see.
3: All right.
2: We got and a one new other jingle. Thing. There from was a Browns Eddie. note. Did you see the Browns note? The practice report. Jeff, Joe Flacco. Uh, Browns have designated. Oh, I didn't see that. Browns have designated linebacker Jordan Kanasek for return from injured reserve. Yep. And they've signed safety Deron Harmon to the practice squad. And a
0: little injury update. Not expected to practice today. Grant Delpit dealing with a thigh. Ooh. Marquise Goodwin still with the concussion. Thornhill with the calf. Anthony Walker with the hamstring, and Denzel Ward with the shoulder. Not sure if those are just precautionary. Some veterans have been getting days off on Wednesdays. So uh, uh, something we got to
2: talk about on Friday. The Browns at safety are a mess right They're now. Getting, getting thin. Their getting number thin. one safety is out. Their number two safety, Delpit, is missing practice. Their number three safety is out for the year, and their number four safety is an undrafted rookie from the Ohio the, State University. Go, Bucks. Right, we got it.
0: super chats, and we missed a couple yesterday because we yeah. had to wrap up. Before we do that, we have a jingle from our board, our, our guy, Eddie. Yeah, we haven't PCC. heard from Eddie in a while.
4: They may care for yours. They're the best in all the world. <laughs> you will win with PCC, I can guarantee. <laughs> nice
2: job, Eddie. he got, got a it. good singing voice, man. So he, always, he
0: does.
3: He definitely always got them.
0: All right, Super Chats, y'all ready? Yeah. Yeah. These are from yesterday. We okay. apologize, didn't get a chance go to ahead, read man. them. Stop but wasting
2: time. Let's go. Get to them, Mike.
0: Simple says, <laughs> can we keep rocking the white face masks? G?
2: You like those? You're the face mask yeah, guy. Yeah, I
0: like them.
4: I, yeah. like, I like I like I like multiple helmets. I like to switch it up with the multiple. face masks. Like all right,
2: those. So I have this thumbs up from you or no?
0: I like white face masks, especially all right. on they both orange.
2: Get, both give the thumbs up. I don't <laughs> <laughs> care.
0: Next up from, from Set like Apart, it. Laz said the storyline is perfect to win it all. Let's go Browns. Let's go Charles Browns. T said the Browns have dealt with a chub injury. They lost a right tackle, left tackle, starting quarterback. G New and Winfrey getting robbed. And Cheesecake Factory Girl, Browns are ready for any adversity. <laughs> Cheesecake Factory Girl. he's hilarious. Yeah. So McLaughlin Cheeseca- says, Factory Girl. shout out to the butthurt Ravens fans that are still in the chat. If you're be- a Ravens fan and you're still in the chat, you have problems.
2: We have Ravens fans in the chat. We have both oh, fans. Oh, listen, I mean,
1: Ravens,
4: Ravens fans be in there tough, nice. man. They just Y'all just like us. We've got Knicks remember fans remember Have here? you ever met Tuna? Yeah, tuna? I met him. Yeah. Knicks fans. Still be in there from basketball, Ravens Oh, fans. really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. It is, it is kind of a compliment, though. Yeah, sure. Some if the fans other team and stick around and watch us, we must be a little bit. Yeah, I go ahead. It. Kenny Moss said the Steelers' schedule is weak. They might be in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. And then let's get to today's Super Chats. Well, Browns um,
2: fans got to be rooting for the Bengals this week. Yes, Unless they you do. think the Bengals can make a run. I, I'd be rooting for the Bengals. Against who? Against the Steelers. We are not worried about the Steelers at all. Well, but you don't want them to make the
4: playoffs, don't you? Do we Just get a chance I, of, Do we get a chance to play him? Well, that's our fair. <laughs> you got a point I, there. You, here? you got Steelers yeah. or the Dolphins? <laughs> Go give ahead. me the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. Today's point.
0: Super Chats. First one comes from Young Majestic. He said, yeah. five, I don't expect back. G's balling. I think he means Anthony Walker by five. Yeah. That was during the uh, mm. he said he Shaq don't, Leonard conversation. He said
3: he don't expect Anthony Speaking Walker to come balling, back.
0: I asked my son if he uh, knew
2: Dragon Ball Z, and he was like, I know the video game, but he hasn't watched the show. Dragon Ball Z is video game. Yeah. yeah, it is Go a video ahead. game. Ahead,
0: Next up, Chosen Cartel says if Watson stays mentally strong, he'll be all right. Young Majestic also says you guys talk too much about stats. It's only about wins. Quarterbacks adapt to win games. Stats don't matter. That's not true, but go ahead. Disagree, Some stats matter.
2: But okay. win, uh, win, wins do is very important. Wins is not only a quarterback stat. Like We, we, say, like we the, say wins only matter when it benefits our narrative.
3: That's like, uh,
0: what's the boy Kenny Pickett? He got seven game-winning draws. But
3: right. I don't know how many of them is because
0: of him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, Corey McLaughlin says, 10 days later, butthurt Raven fans are still here. He said that two days in a row. Yeah. Shout out to Corey and shout out to the Raven fans button. who were still here <laughs> another day later. SCR says, uh, in terms of, I think this is the Ohio State game. He doesn't clarify. I think this is Ohio State, but mm. SCR says, this will be a blowout. We had a linebacker playing running back last year, and there was a lot of finger pointing, come on, ball. Two of those Stop losses are very, very tainted. I think he's talking about Ohio State. Yeah. And then last one comes from. Colin Keith says, Bull, you're out of pocket for taking Wilson over Watson. G, I appreciate you forever being the optimist. Tyvis, I need you to help G get his sneaker game right. What's funny is that <laughs>
2: overall, since this show started, I've been the most optimistic about the Browns.
0: Hey, listen. A. no not over G. Hey,
2: oh, oh yes. No way because G. G predicted them to have them 73 every loss. He, he touchdowns does is, he does. He predicted
0: Nick Chubb down. to have 40. I know mean, yards That's
3: a lot. I've been the most optimistic but about is the Browns. more
0: extreme
2: when the Browns lose. He's like they suck. They're the worst. They're terrible. And then they win. They're The best the of optimism. Yes, I'm the most. He's the highest I'm more consistently optimistic about the Browns.
4: And by the way, and by the way, see he see. But
2: I was out of pocket
1: today.
4: You don't you done created a monster see here's the thing I got all I got all kind of George's at home I just don't be wearing them like that y'all mm. better leave me alone man you try to tell me like I don't got now now I'm going home I got a, a vendetta yeah these is these, is these beavers and buttheads I got on right here the black joints these is these is light by the way by by statistics this is fact too I just ran across this one yeah. see if you believe it or not hold on I'm gonna hold another place <laughs> damn I'm going to the crispy chicken oh uh, here, here it is <laughs> yeah, look at these beavers and buttheads look Infrared. Now look, uh, Hey, wherever you, if there is 23 people in a the room, there is 50, 50 chance that two people have the same birthday. Do you really? believe that?
3: It's,
2: 23 people in a room is a 50. It's called chance? the birthday paradox. I don't believe that. Is that true? That is, that is it's 23
3: people in the room. There's a 52% 50, chance?
2: chance that two people have the same birthday That is stunning to me. I would not have believed that that is.
4: It's crazy, right? It's very interesting. And uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, you guys check that out. Any more super chats, Mike, or are you done?
0: That is all our super chats for the day.
4: Oh, and by the way, yeah. if if you go, it'll go a little higher, in a room of 75 people, yeah. there is a 99.9% chance of at least two people having the same birthday. Mm. Ain't that crazy? How do they know that? Just, I'll send you the mathematics.
2: By the way, trivia question What current Cleveland Browns quarterback? injured or non-injured on the Cleveland Browns roster has the most wins at Cleveland Brown
0: Stadium. I know the answer. It's a great. Oh, great I know question. that answer. Joe Flacco. That's right. I think he's third all time. He, he just, has nine. He went, Baker Mayfield Baker holds the record with
2: 19. 19. He needs and to Baker saw, barely passed Ben
0: Roethlisberger. Yeah. And I'm, I just saw this. Deshaun has eight Flacco has nine in Brown Stadium.
4: By the way, don't be surprised if you see Joe Flacco this year.
2: I hope not. I want DTR to pr- D- continue to climb
0: T-R-A.
2: up
3: happy Thanksgiving. So, everybody, so do I get man? credit man, DTR for DTR too?
2: Cause I got credit if he for it continues to progress. You will I, uh, yeah. everybody have a great Thanksgiving guys. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see ya, make oh, sure we'll you make sure you make sure
3: you eat the Thanksgiving food and work out afterwards. Turkey Don't let it sucks.
2: By the way, I'm eating prime rib.